0: The guy. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, and well, not mine. I don't listen to it back. But if it, if it wasn't me, I would listen. It's the Sly Guy podcast. I was digressing there. It's a bad start. Welcome again. Hope we are all doing well this day, this week. Whenever you listen to it, I don't know. Do people listen to podcasts all at once? Do you split it over the week? Do you binge? I don't know or care. But as long as you listen to it, that's the main thing. And you're more than welcome. And speaking of welcome, I want to welcome. My, my new friends, um, normally, as you know, we have sponsors on the podcast. That That's fine. These guys are not sponsors. These are just fr- a friendly company that reached out to me. Obviously, people are listening to this podcast. People are listening to my dad boy's podcast that I do on BBC Sounds. Um, and they reached out. This company, I don't know much about them. They just said, listen, Dave, we want to send you some gear. And if you want to wear it or you want to promote it, that's up to you. But we think, from listening to you on podcasts, we get your vibe. We know what you're into. We know what you're vibing on. And I said, fair enough. Now, again, if you're listening to this on the audio, you'll probably not get the full experience. But if you go over the video on YouTube and check this out, you will see what I mean. Um, I got this nice t-shirt here. Um, as you can see, it says "It says Leather Daddy on it. Basically, what it is, this this guy got in touch with me and was like, you know you are you're a leather daddy and i was like i mean i don't really understand i'm definitely a daddy i know know my daddy and i'm fond of like wallets and belts and like wash bags and stuff so i was like yeah i guess guess i'm a leather daddy keen on my belt and yeah there we go so i said absolutely you know there are two things that that resonates with me being a being a dad and just appreciating the beauty and quality of product that is leather so i said yes yeah, send me some of this gear So they sent me a little bit of a, like a Leather Daddy pack, which was just had this, this nice Leather Daddy t-shirt in it. And like, I I think it was kind of like, it looked like a toy of a banana, like a, like a black toy of a banana attached to a leather belt. And I mean, I don't know what to do. Use that for me, just keep it as art or whatever. I just give the dogs a play toy, but I mean, it was pretty cool. um, Of that company, Leather Daddy, they sent me that. So big respect um, to those guys over there, um, I was enjoying chatting to them, you know, there's a lot of back and forth um, chat on the DMs and they were like, you know, really like your, what you're doing, we like your vibe, we'd like to like collab a bit more, you know, see a bit more of you and they were like, you know, how can we do that and I was like, well, you know, you can get on my Patreon or you can, you know, just check out the podcast, come see me do stand-up, Ulster Hall, whatever you want to do, you can can do that and he was like nah I'd rather just sort of you know hang out with with like-minded guys and I was like oh like other podcasters and stuff and they're like no guys like you know guys like you and I was like well that's what I meant when I said other podcasters and they're like no 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 guys like more you know that look more like you just big guys with beards and I was like well I'm sure there are plenty of big guys with beards that do podcasts so that would be pretty cool so I'm going to meet the, these leather daddy guys um, in the giant's ring. Um, at the weekend here and i'm keen to probably get more merch probably find out a bit more about this brand and hopefully you know in the next week or so ben i don't want to get too excited here we could have a fourth sponsor so you know if you guys out there want to get hooked up with some leather products you know ben can you think of any other leather leather products or just belts wallets and wash bags i don't know that's pretty much it yeah and, like, as well, my dad used to wear, like, leather wristbands and stuff. I thought it was a bit of a weird style. But, like, you know, it's what the guys down in the, down the social club wore. So, fair play to him. But, yeah, I'm interested to see. So, respect to these guys. Um, if you're a leather daddy out there, get in touch with the show. You know, send questions and Send whatever you want. You know, Ben, it controls the Sly Guy um, email. So, if you want to send anything, like, pictures, videos, you know, whatever you want for the show, send them to, to Ben over in the Sly Guy um, is a Sly Guy Podcast or just SlyGuy at gmail.com? Who knows? You know, Ben does send him whatever you want. But, yeah, it's good to be, could be back on the podcast. It's good to be back, you know, just generally. It's, it feels like things are things are on the way up. And I don't mean, like, back to normal, because everything you're very, you're very timid with everything at the minute. I think everybody, well, me personally, again, I think that it seems like things are getting a little bit back to normal, but also... Have protection, you know what I mean, Ben? also be careful with it, because again still pandemic, so it seems to be like getting back to normal. I was back on stage doing stand up on on Wednesday there doing again it's, it's Pug's comedy club, but it's in the boneyard because can't do inside yet, so it is technically Pug's comedy club, but it's not in the lounge, it's in the boneyard, which is a venue much, much, much bigger than the lounge. You know, it's probably three times as many people get to come to the Boneyard, which is great. You know, the sound is great. The vibe is great. It's just a good time, and we had a great gig there Um, last week. I had myself, had Aaron McCann, Diona Doherty, and Colin Geddes all on the bill, and it was a great show. Everyone did great. It was just a fun time to be back. I know, like, some of the guys haven't been gigging as much. You know, McCann was a bit like this, you know... Not sure what they expect and such, because he hadn't gigged in the Boneyard before. He loved it; it was a cracking time, and I'm glad he was killing it. So it was, it was a really nice time to sort of have, um, everybody back doing stand up again. I was trying some new bits, which is always—I don't want to say daunting. It's fun; it's exciting. You like to do it, and yeah, they went down well again for me. It wasn't like doing a set per se. I was just hosting, which was, you know, MC and you call it really, but it was—it was good to be back and um, hopefully there'll be another one at the end of the month. Um, I'm not sure when, precisely, but the 28th. It'll be on the 28th of July. Tickets for that will become available soon. I don't know yet, because it's not been agreed. The fucking booker of the show, the, that wanker, hasn't booked a lineup yet. I do. But um, hopefully whenever the big, fat, lazy, bearded, gap tooth freak books a lineup, I can announce it. But... That'll hopefully be pretty soon. It's very exciting, and something happened at the gig that um, that makes you appreciate the way. Like again, I don't know if if a lot of like comedians or you know just non comedians. I mean, there's, there are two kind of people in the world. There are comedians who do stand up, and there are those who do not do stand up. There are two types of people in the world: people who do stand up comedy and people who don't. And Ben, that's actually a fact, isn't it? That's true. While I was saying that, I was like, that's not going to make sense. But technically, it's it's accurate. There are people who do stand-up comedy and there are people that don't. So for those who do, you'll probably relate to this. And for those who don't, you know, I just hope you appreciate it. Um, The point is, whenever you do stand-up or you do a podcast or you do other bits and bobs, you don't often, especially during the last couple of years now, see the, the re- response to what you do. You know, you can... You can put a podcast out, you can get likes, you can get people commenting, it's it's nice, you appreciate that, people sharing it, of course, by the way, I do keep sharing this podcast, thank you, subscribe to YouTube, you know, um, but but to actually get people coming up to you and, and saying things, you haven't had that in a while, because you've been in the house by yourself, or recording in the studio, or recording in a sauna, that where Ben and I record, but... um. I was at the boneyard just waiting to kind of, just in between sets, I think. Aaron was on stage and I was just sort of hanging, just loitering like you do, just to the back, just waiting to go up and, you know, bring on the next act. And a young lady called Georgia came up and uh, tapped me on the shoulder. Now, when she did, I instantly turned around and swung a punch, didn't hit her because I was just, I didn't know who it was. And I'm just, you know, watch your back in these circumstances, be afraid of people approaching you. So she came up, I turned around and was like, you know, just don't, don't fuck messing me. You know, and she she didn't in fairness to her, but she came up to me and was like, um, can I just say, um, I've been listening to your podcasts for a couple of years now, really enjoy it. Um a couple of years back when I was doing Boy Town, boo, she said that she was listening to it when she was in Nepal of all places. Um and she's like it just made me feel a bit more at home listening to you talking about books made out of ham you know weird things like that that I was like is that something that you associate with your upbringing I don't know didn't get into it but it was just nice you know to hear that sometimes the stuff you talk about here that you don't realize who's listening has a positive effect on people whether it makes you laugh whether it makes you you know just 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 feel like you're at home that's nice you know and I haven't had that in a while now of course there are people that message me and I do appreciate that but it's nice to just hear it and to see um, Georgia come up to me sincerely and just be like, look, I appreciate it. I, you know, I did, I I like that a lot. So I just want to say a big shout out to her and hope she enjoyed the show. And um, on the other side of that, I am also slightly gutted that it was her listening in Nepal and not like a, a monk. You know, because <laughs> whenever you go through like the the stats on the podcast, the listens, where you are getting listens. I did see Nepal one day. Ben Ben, and I were going through it just to see randomly where we get listens and i sort of flicking through and I saw Nepal and my instant thought was I'm being listened to by a monk like not a big like friar tuck fat monk with hair like me and then like you know those those full (laughs) those full bald monks that just have like the burgundy throws with like you know they dress basically in full um in full Gryffindor attire, you know, it's like the the burgundy with the yellow and the bald heads. These Shireland monks, like you know, in caves that are just hollowed into the side of of the Himalayas. That's what I imagined. Just there's uh, this guy up there just praying, and all you can hear in the background is a muffled being like, "If I can, if I can get two hundred reviews on Apple Podcasts, I'll suck on dick." And the guy's like, well, that this is a state of Zen that I couldn't imagine, but no." It was Georgia all along. All this fantasy I had about these people listening, like it's going to be a Shaolin master, like a monk, a martial arts expert, some kind of like airbender, which, you know, sounds like something my dad would call me if it was into skating. But it it wasn't. It was Georgia, and I do appreciate that. But it was shattered at the fact that it's not an airbender listening podcast. It was just a, an expat. But, you know, that's all fine. And then I got into the... the the rabbit hole. When I got home, I started I went through to our stats and started looking at the places where we get listens. Ben, and do you do you know some of the places we get listens? Really have a guess. Have a stab. If you get one, we we'll, we'll, we'll play like a bingo type. Um, game. and by the way, see when you're shouting out, this is another thing people have been getting at me. They'd be like, get Ben a mic, and I said, subscribe to Patreon so I can afford to buy a mic. But in the meantime, stick a few. We boop boop. On boop, boop. what are they subtitles? This is how I work as a producer or editor. I'm like Ben. See, whenever you're editing the video, can you boop, 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 scuba, doop, beep? and he has to interpret that. So yeah, whenever you have a guess here, I want to see it popping up there. Have a stab at a few places. Australia. Yes, but narrow it down a bit. We're we're going to go for for like cities now because Nepal is so small. I would call Nepal, you know, the far east somewhere. You know, in amongst the mountains which, I mean, probably offensive to Nepalese people, but, hey, it is what it is. So cities, you got Australia. A city in Australia, there's two. Sydney? In fact, there's three. You got Sydney? Yep. Um. It's a street in Belfast, correct, Adelaide. Um, Perth. Other places, Singapore. Orrington, which I believe is in the United States of America. Big, By the way, big shout-out if you are the listeners listening in these places. I want to give, yourself, give yourselves a shout if it... If, Sydney, Singapore, Orrington, Adelaide, Brussels, Berlin, Vancouver, Perth, Dubai, and last but not least, Ben, can you guess? Malaysia. No, Cranley. <laughs> and I don't know where Cranley is, I'm going to Google Cranley here um, and see. In fact, there you go, Cranley. Street and banger. No, is it a Street and banger? Well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the accurate skills of this. This like there's a guy in Cranley, and um, ten facts about Cranley. Uh huh. You're you're buzzing over there. What happened? Do you know yeah. where it is? Where? Australia. Cranley's in Australia. In England. All oh, right. Well, i I found one in England, um. But apparently, I I'm just assuming it's the English Cranley. If it's Amer- is it Australian Cranley a city, or is it a town? Who knows? How are you spelling Cranley? C R A N L E I G H. Oh, how do you spell it? Like the way it's spelled in Banger Oh, I bet you spelled it K-K-K-R-A-N-L-E-E Cranley He's a superhuman. Um. So yeah, this is Cranley I, I've got some, some stats here for people Some facts about Cranley In England, which I assume is where it is Until the 1860s, Cranley was spelled Cranley, Ben C-R-A-N-L-E-Y that how you spelled it? Spelled it? There you go. Um, however, changed it. it was changed by the post office to avoid compu- confusion with nearby Crawley. So, I mean, I don't see a similarity, but, I mean, as if anyone can make mistakes. Um, the oldest church in the building, St. Nicholas's Church, was erected by Norman Knights of William the Conqueror, and it's there since the 14th century. Um, There's also a gargoyle and a pillar inside the said church, which is an inspiration for Lewis Carroll's creation of the Cheshire Cat. You know not big? I mean, what i love would be if there was a gargoyle that looked exactly like the Cheshire catch, the big, fat, creepy gargoyle. You know, it, it would be a lot of fun. Um, I mean, what I'm going to say is, as I read these, Cranley shit, you know, it's a boring place. Like, the, the fifth fact here is Cranley School was originally called the Surrey County School. I mean, that's terrible. Out of 10 facts, you want them to be juicy. You want them to be the the best ones, not this. Cranley was once a small, isolated agricultural community until the early 1800s when a turnpike road was built to allow the Prince Regent to travel easily from Windsor to his beloved pavilion in Brighton. Now, that is extreme Lord Fauntleroy behaviour. I want to get quicker to my holiday home in Brighton. And you know what kind of guys go to Brighton? Fun guys. So this guy's just like, build me a big road go through Cranley it's boring it's fucking Surrey county schools boring um, and that's literally all there is about Cranley so what I, what i was going to say is like why um why is there someone listening to this podcast in Cranley and the answer is because Cranley is shit and they're listening to this podcast because life in Cranley is boring so uh, there you go for those who listen in nepal respect singapore adelaide perth vancouver orrington whatever sweet for those listening in cranley you're welcome because there's fuck all else to do in cranley but my point being it was nice to be out again it was nice to be gigging it was nice to be in belfast now what is nice about um doing stand-up is you get to go now. I, I'm one of these guys. Like there, there are different types of comedians out there. You know, there are comedians who like to go out and and go out and drink at the gig and then party after. You know, maybe I don't know, take some illegal drugs like fucking I know night nurse or whatever, and then just be out all night and whatever and be wild and party and you know hook up with people and whatever else. And then there are the professional ones like me who go do a well prepared set. Go home to their family. Get a good night's kit. They're those kind of guys. And that's fine. So to me when I'm out on <clears throat> Wednesday. I'm going to the gig. I'm doing my bits. I'm going home. I'm just parking my car. I'm turning up to the venue. I'm sitting in a booth. and going over my set. I'm doing my professional jobs. And I'm going home. But on Saturday night. I went out. Out. In Belfast. And it. Was an experience that I was not prepared for. I went out in Belfast. I went out for dinner with my wife's cousins and their husbands, such partners, um, which was a lot of fun. The dinner was a lot of fun. But see, like, being the king of North Down, like, see, being the king of the Gold Coast, the man who doesn't leave the, the kingdom of North Down for a, for a lot. You know, it takes a lot to get me out of North Down. Now, to go out for dinner, to dinner with my wife's um, cousins was, I mean, that was fine because something that we, we like them, they're fun people, it's a nice time to do that. But also, you know, it, it's nice. It's it's my wife's family. It's good to be supportive of her. Again, did she have to drag me out of Bangor kicking and screaming? Did I have to, like, embed my nails into the tarmac of the dual carriageway to refuse it? Yes, but she, she got me out and it was fine. We got the train up to Belfast. And literally as soon as we got off the train... Just wildness. Just people in Belfast are there. Like, I, when I was walking from the train to the restaurant, I felt like, do you remember in Home Alone 2 lost in New York when Kevin's by himself in, in Central Park and it's he's just this little boy and he's all terrified and there are all these big scary homeless people. I mean, that was really sly of Home Alone too, to be like, you know what's you know, who are terrified, you know who are protagonists of evil in this film? Homeless people, ah you know, those guys. And especially homeless people in America so they ain't got no healthcare or anything, just ah and that was terrifying. But walking around Belfast it was like night of the living dead. As soon as you get out like I haven't I don't think I've heard a person shouting blocked in the last three years. Whereas instantly we're off, we're just walking along out of the Europa, and there's these two lads heading towards the train. One guy's like, you you look at them, you're like, they're about to fight. You know, I've not seen this this energy in a long time. These two guys are about to get into it. This guy's, you fucking, you tell me, and you fucking, what to do and all. And the other guy's going, here, listen, you you you're a fucking, and what you're gun, you fucking battering and. Whenever we're walking past, like I was like straight away to Catherine, like covering her up, being like, I will protect you because I'm the king of North, and you're my queen. And um, she was like, what are you doing? you weirdo. And I was like, I just, I sense danger. You know, I'm like Spider-Man with spider sense, except mine's not a spider sense. It's it's a spide sense. I can sense spides, and spides are more often than not trouble. So I use my spide sense to be like, these two guys with, you know, the little mustaches and the comb down cut across hair, and it, they're going to they're gonna be trouble. And I know you shouldn't judge a book, but these two, they're they're drunk. They're probably on bath salts or whatever else the guys take these days. And they're going to come and they're going to try and eat my face like chimpanzees. Because that's what I have heard bath salts do to yeah? you. I've heard of you take these new drugs nowadays. This cannabis, weed, this fucking crack, cocaine. All this other shit people are taking it makes you turn insane. And people say, like, I mean, you, I know M P S C Junior and the boys in D U P will not agree with this, but we have descended up through an evolutionary stage to. The humans from the apes so when you take bath salts you digress in evolution and you turn back into an ape you turn back into a chimpanzee and Ben what the chimpanzees do famously eat people's faces they eat people's faces not I and mean, then just if you listen to that quick and you thought oh no he's confused chimpanzees eat people's faces the DUP may also eat people's faces but I don't know if they do. that's that's not factually accurate so we can't get into that but I was panicking, I was freaking out. There was fights, there was people everywhere. I just wanted to just get in, and I got in and had my dinner. Now, big shout-out to the restaurant we were in. We were in Zen, which is an Asian fusion restaurant. I'm sure everyone in Belfast has been there. It's a very popular spot. But I just want to do a major shout-out to the... Um, I don't want to say it's a waiter. I don't want to say the man who waited at our table was a waiter. He's more of a, a maybe a maitre day a front-of-house kind of guy. But what I do want to say is he provided the best table service of all time. Ben, do you know this guy I'm talking about? Have you ever been to Zen? This all oh, right, true story, the guy who was the head waiter, I, I'm just calling call him maitre D. That's what that's what Fred Sariak is. And this guy is Northern Irish, Northern Ireland's own Fred Sariak's. You know, he this guy is he was dressed in what can only be described as a sailor's outfit. It was like all white. He had like the wee sailor, like you know, the blue bit, the, the square squared sailor's half over his shoulder. He had a brooch, um, a Chanel diamond diamante encrusted brooch that said Chanel on it. He had um, shoes that I think he bought in an auction after they put a lot that belonged to Liberace up for sale. They were, they were silver diamond. They were just very, very enjoyable, and he um had a flamboyance around his service that I think is important, like a lot of times you go for food, Ben, you come in, they're like, there's your dinner, I mean, they don't go, there's your fucking dinner, you know, they, they, they at least they go, there's your dinner, right, this guy comes along, I ordered this like, like chicken wasabi thing, he comes along like this, right, it's on a hot skillet, and then he's sort of like, like a priest, you know, whenever they start shaking those balls full of smoke, and it's God Almighty, you know, that sort of stuff, but he just had this and was like, watch this, and he's swinging it all around and it was just a fantastic show and he wafting the flavours and then he just did a wee twist you know he presented it to me and I thought this guy is terrific and the whole range of service he did right from pouring drinks to in fact at one point right there was a guy trying like another waiter this guy was a waiter he was wearing like waiter garb this guy not a sailor outfit the The other waiter was like trying to. He was trying to work out the order because there were six of us. So he's kind of being like, and the guy, you know, the guy went to him. That this is the sassiest thing ever. The guy that was talking was like, I think this one's for. I think this one's for here. I think that one's for. The other the waiter just went like the major day just went like this, Shh, at him. And we were like, oh my. And he just went, Shh, got out a little little sheet like he had he had his wee notepad, licked it obviously a like a, some sort of diamondy pen, went down here and was like. He took, like, 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 he made it. He made a dick of the waiter. He just took the plate off him, set it down, set a couple down. I was like, took it off. The waiter did finally put a plate down for my wife, right? But you know what the get? you know what the Major D did after he put it down? Turned the plate because the guy hadn't put the plate facing the right way. That's the level of service I want. So after that, I was buzzing. You know, I had to pick the wine. I was under a lot of pressure. And the only time I did feel like he gave me a little bit of a mug, I, I was choosing, I had to choose between one or two. You know, I, I didn't know between the two 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 main courses I wanted. I think I wanted like a a spicy prawn jobber or the monkfish tails with wasabi. That's right, it wasn't chicken; it was monkfish. And I said to him, "Listen, what are my choices here?" And he goes, "Basically, well, the monkfish um it's it's the nicest; it, it tastes nicer out of two, in my opinion." Um, but then he looked at me like he looked at me like this. He went but you get more of the prawns, so you might want to go for that. And what are you trying to say? And he just sort of went, <laughs> I went, what are, you, what are you trying to say there? And he said, <laughs> and I went, you know what? Fuck you, I'll have the monkfish. So I had the monkfish, and boiled rice, very tasty. And the guy just made the experience, so, big shout out to the maitre d' if any of you guys have encountered this um, high level of customer service please give him a major shout out please slide in my DMs let me know if you know this guy if he has an Instagram or a Twitter account please let me know because I'd be keen to follow if he didn't have the guy should have an Instagram account that just he would be our equivalent of Salt Bay you know if he were to get like footage of him doing what he does viral this guy is a hero and he made my day, so it was fine. After that, we went out for drinks, which was grand. But again, you know, you're an old dad guy and an old mum guy. If you're like, we'll get we'll get the last train back at a quarter past eleven, you know, and that's a late night for us, God. So we went out, we we're having drinks, right? And it was weird because I was in the in the bar now again. I've not been in a bar drinking properly, obviously with the whole COVID scenario. So. I mean, that, that's very say this whole COVID scenario, whatever. I mean, the fact that the world is shut for two years, basically, but I haven't been in a bar in that sort of length of time. So we were all sitting in these booths, and this woman came over. And, I mean, she was like, you know, classic, blitzed woman, trying to, trying to balance her hair. it's coming over, excuse me, excuse me. And I was sort of like, yes. And then I'm thinking in my head, I know what this is, she'll want a photo because of the ray of lockdown. I'll be like, listen, hold your arm, I might get a, f- whatever. She goes, listen, I know I shouldn't do this and all because of COVID. Now, here's the thing. See, when you say the phrase, I know I shouldn't do this, don't do it. You know, don't do it. But she goes, I know I shouldn't do it," but can I just get a photo? And I was like, Yes, yeah, certainly. And she's like, no, no, get you to take a photo. And I was like, fuck you, you piece of shit. But she was so far in my face. She's like, listen, I know I shouldn't do this. And my reaction was to just, as she was talking, like I was just sort of sitting and she was like in my face going, and I know I shouldn't do it, but could you take a photo of all of us? And while she was talking, I was just sort of going, yeah. And I tried to subtly, I don't know if you ever tried to subtly put a mask on, but as she was sitting talking, like in my face, as close to me as this mic is, I was sort of like, yeah, 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 no, no problem. And I put one ear on first and I was like, and you know, just trying to the other way be subtle. And then when I did that, my wife just started wetting herself. She's like, do you realise how rude you are? I was like, how how rude I am? How the fuck rude is she? I'm here having private drinks with my family, my own business, in the middle of a pandemic, and she's going over breathing her stinking, smoky, bramble, cock breath because <laughs> I don't know what it was was stinking um, and listen I'm not insinuating that she's thought you know it could have been vagina they're made of the same fabrics it could be either but what I'm saying is her breath smelled like genitals cigarettes and cocktails alright but it wasn't nice she was in my face and I hated it I was like you are the problem this is why there's gonna be a fucking other lockdown if people like you you're stay there mind your business and don't breathe in me I said to her listen I like the rose and beauty and the beast. I like the beast's rose, have a time limit. I can only be out of North Down for a certain amount of time. And when I'm out of here for that time, I want to enjoy it. I don't want plebeians like you coming over in my face when I don't know you, give me all the germs of the day to bring back to my subjects here in North Down, wise up. So, um, you know, I choked her out. I choked her out and I put her underneath the table and finished my drinks and I went home on the last train but it was a scary experience. Had to navigate a lot of weird people. It was just, you know, it it just made me think, Ben, I'm, I'm too old. I'm just too old now. I am no longer the party king. I'm just the king of the kingdom and I mean, that's that's where we're at now, you know, that's where we're at, I'm too old, I do. I never want to leave my kingdom, I want to stay in North Down forever and I'm happy with all the pubs and restaurants that there are there, so, that's where we're at, really, so, and what else, what else there about? did you talk about, do you have anything you want to talk about this week, Ben? Not particularly. No, there was only one thing actually I had a list, I had Down to talk about, since I'm ranting and giving off about things, did you see on the news about Stephen Nolan taking a Twitter troll to court? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been a weird thing. There has been a lot of... For those of you who haven't heard, Stephen Nolan has brought... He was getting abused, a trolled online by this Twitter account called Pastor Jim Baruch, um And I think the ghost of Pastor Jim Baruch because for whatever reason, RIP Pastor Jim Baruch died. So then there was another, but basically whatever had been happening, this account had been tweeting abusive messages about Stephen Nolan, maybe li- li- obviously libelous things, that it's gone to court and whatever else, but Stephen Nolan was awarded a six-figure sum, so at least £100,000 from this Twitter user about whatever stuff he had, this Twitter user had been saying online. And... Yeah, it's come to pass that the person who did it was had some sort of high level ranking job that you know probably meant they shouldn't do it. But a few people online have been giving off saying, "Why should Stephen Nolan get this amount of money? It's too much money. Stephen Nolan's already rich enough." But here's the thing: the guy shouldn't have been trolling him. That's the end of it. You know, that's there's too much um, freedom to trolls. You know, as somebody who has been on the receiving end of it, obviously, to a lot less a level and Stephen Nolan has been. But, you know, trolls are a big problem and you can just sit behind an account and do whatever, so I'm glad he did it. Big respect to Noli, um, for calling them out. Noly the trolley just just got them and got them in court and he got their cash, you know, and people are now saying well, where does it stop? Freedom of, freedom of speech is one thing, but see when you're actively talking shit and trying to um, you know, ruin someone's cur- fuck you, you know what I mean? If you're doing it from a faceless account, the, the, the worst kind of card that there is you know that I just think the trolls are are horrendous I don't like them I don't appreciate them and I think that I'm glad Stephen Nolan's got it and people are like Stephen Nolan should give his money to charity why? it's Stephen Nolan's money Stephen Nolan can do whatever the fuck he wants with that money I hope Stephen Nolan buys himself a really high quality outside garden suite like sofa set for outside his garden just because people were getting at him for wearing shorts and t-shirts when he interviewed Edwin Poots. I would like him to go even further and just you know it'd be super relaxed outside when he's interviewing be in a shorts and t-shirt but be be horizontal and just hold hold the mic out when he's got a guest who's also lying on another like six figure um, sofa that he's bought from this troll money. And the good thing is about it too. There's another Twitter account that was abusing Nolan. And he got a five figure sum. So Nolan's rolling in the cash because of this trolling. And I think, you know, fair play to him. And also if you're a troll, you're a piece of shit. If you're a troll, I have no respect for you. If you have a troll, hey, get a life. Like, if you're a grown up and you're... Get a life. You know, get a life. And as for Pastor Jim Baru, all I would say about him is, you know, I will keep... An eye out for a sketch show, um, which will inevitably be coming at some stage. But big shout out to Nolly, I respect that he's done that. And hopefully there will be some kind of um some kind of protocol to just take down trolls straight away. Like if you're doing it from a anonymous account, you should just be cancelled. Just straight off Twitter, take you away. Boom, that's you. Or else you should have to put some sort of ID on your um on your account so you can be, you know, accountable. And now the, the sound thing that Nolan did as well didn't, you know, put the person's ID out, you know, identity out there as part of the case. Probably why he got paid so much money, but apparently the person doing it, their career would be affected. But you know what? Fuck them because they tried to affect Stephen Nolan's career. But Stephen Nolan is Teflon. Stephen Nolan is my hero. And Stephen Nolan is... Stephen Nolan's just a boss. You know, Stephen Nolan's the richest guy. There's actually a thing about the... Uh, like BBC presenters who the, the like he was the fifth highest BBC presenter in the whole of the UK. Um, you know, myself and Shane are up there on that list too, you know, as co presenters of, of the Ray of Lockdown, but we're not allowed to talk about our fee again, six figures, but we'll not worry about that. But yeah, I just want to say that and big respect to Noli. Um and yeah, I just think if you're a troll, get a life. You know, I think that's fair. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Trolls need yeah. to get lives. Yeah, what's happened over there? You look like you're panicking. Did you hear who else is saying? Who? Hey. Bryson. Of course he is. I mean, Jimmy Bryson. You know what, Jimmy Bryson. To be fair to him, um, he, you know, let's let's be fair. Spoiler alert. You know, total cards on the table. I wouldn't share a lot in common in terms of opinions with Jimmy Bryson. I think a lot of people would be the same, but at the same time, he shouldn't be troll to the level in which he is see if you just do it if you just call him out from your actual account go out you know I think we've said there's back. fair enough but again trolls you know just hitting people and again um, for somebody who's being like there's a load of other comedians get hit by trolls all the time you know Um, I know for a fact that there's been a few guys who been hit by the by the lad trolling account which I'm glad shut down Um, but you know I just think it's it's just fucking pathetic you know and I think you know, Nolan's maybe set set a president here for other people to be like, listen, I'm f- want some dough and I mean Jamie Bryson Jamie Bryson will probably get some dough out of it, which is fair, but also then you don't want to open the can of worms to be like he's maybe said some things that might get, you know, other people annoyed and you know, where where does it stop? But respect. Hopefully the trolls get taken down and I mean big shout out to my man, Andy Malone, for doing the Troll Buster series. That was terrific. I think something like that should be done. You know, it's superb. Superb. Um speaking of superb, we are um not so far away from launching the Champions League of Weird over on our Patreon. The Patreon is still ticking over at the minute with bonus podcasts. Um I do a bonus podcast every week. To be fair, I probably talk more about, you know, the the goings on behind the scenes on the Patreon podcast than I would here. You know, um this week I was talking about a lot of stuff that you know, I got a lot of people messaging me about saying, "Listen, I enjoyed hearing about that. I enjoyed hearing the different sides of the um, of the struggle." And I was like, "I think you you, you um, are mistaken." My podcast with um, potentially some form of IRA man, but I'm not in, in any kind of armed struggle. I'm just in a struggle to create. Um, entertaining comedy so I was talking about you know a few of the things that I'm working on at the minute some of the maybe longer processes some of the good some of the bad so that's out there there too but at the minute we are actually about to record some Champions League of weird we're going to have that out there um, on the 23rd was it did we say Ben or 24th sometime there there thereabouts the end of the month we will have the first uh, episode of that out and it'll be a full league yeah, 23rd. 23rd. Genius. We'll have the full works, uh, and it'll just be a good time. It'll be fun. It'll be silly. And um, I hope you enjoy that over on Patreon. And again, as I've said before, if you want to get in early doors, there's going to be plenty more stuff happening. Um, I don't know if I've... Have I said before I'm leaving my, my day job? I'm going full-time at this at the end of the year. So... You know, there'll be vlogs, there'll be Twitches, there'll be TikToks, there'll be OnlyFans, there'll be all sorts of just me doing different things. Maybe combine them all, you know, it could be dancing whilst playing FIFA with my dick out, that could be, you know, the online content that Ben definitely doesn't want to film, but it, it could be what it is, and... Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So get over to Patreon there. Um, we're definitely going to be cranking that up soon as well. If you want to rate and review the podcast, that'll be sweet. Do that on Apple Podcasts. I have like 195 reviews. So that means I'm five off the Cirque du Soleil attempt of filating myself on the podcast. So if you want to be up there, write a review, I'll read it out in the podcast. That is a great time. Also, if you want to come and see me in the Ulster Hall, I walked past the Ulster Hall the other night and it was the only place I could seek refuge amongst all the walking dead in Belfast. So I got in there and was able to see that they've put the posters up saying, it's coming home. No, that's they didn't say that. They said, we are coming back. And it was like, I thought to myself, to be honest, Ulster Hall, aggressive. We're fucking coming back. But they are coming back. And that's good because it means I'm going to have a fucking full capacity show in December. So if you want to be one of the millions or how many fucking people the Ulster Hall holds get your tickets go to my all my social medias or whatever the link is there to my Instagram bio to my Twitter bio I don't understand if there is a bio on Facebook at all because I don't want to use that page but it'll be there too the link will be there just here's the thing Ben see if you want to buy tickets to my show and you're like I can't find a link literally go into Google type the words Dave Elliott Ulster Hall and you will get a ticket link the tickets are going really well. I'm hoping to get this sold out, if I can get that gig sold out sooner rather than later. I don't have to talk about it anymore in the podcast. It'll take up less time. I can focus on the show. It'll just be a great time, and I would love to see you there. Um, you know, if you want to get a family flight over from Cranley, bring your whole family, your extended family, come and see me in the Oster Hall. It will be a good time. And speaking of good time... This podcast would not be possible to come at you without our sponsors. And this podcast is delighted to say we are sponsored by Bebe Adriano's, the number one burrito bar in the world, in my opinion, my favorite spot. We actually were around there last week doing a quick bit of um, video making for them. Is that what you call it, Ben? Was it a quick bit of marketing for them? And as part of what we were doing, we tasted. Um, some of their products and honestly I have had you know the dirty cock and cow box of course before I, that would be my go to order because when I tried it I thought to myself this is so delicious it will not be beaten then I tried was it the salted chilli chicken burrito? Yeah. Oh wow I mean this is what the snake rat eats, like, people are like, what exactly does a snake rat eat? Does a snake rat eat the, 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 the eggs of its young? No, it doesn't. The snake rat eats a salted chili chicken burrito from Beb Adria. And, and, my God, 10 out of 10, delicious. And in the video, when I tried I had actually never tried it before until Ben got the moment I tasted that for the first time. And was it orgasmic? Did I look like I was ejaculating a little bit inside my pants? I yeah, and I was, and it was so delicious. So definitely... Get the baby Adriano's of all you want. The burritos, fajitas, burrito bowls, you know, anything else you really want. They also won the Best Healthy Takeaway Award at the NI Takeaway Awards. Yeah. So it's the healthiest takeaway you can get. You can get your food healthy. You can get it dirty if you want. If you want it to just be, if it's a weekend treat, whack around there. They can do whatever you want. But one thing it is for sure, delicious. I was even raving about the tomatoes and the lettuce because they put a little bit of, I don't know. I, 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 this is how culture I am. I, I go to the, the guy, Fraze, who owns it. I go, Mate, do you put mustard in your lettuce? And he was like, Nah, just a wee bit of like, salad dressing. I was like, All oh, right, tastes like mustard. And he's like, Well, it's not mustard. And I go, Oh, well, that's mustard, that it's not mustard. <laughs> and I said, like, What about the tomatoes? And he's like, I can't tell you. I'd have to shoot you. And I went, Ha <laughs> And he went, Seriously. Alright, well, just don't tell me that. But Bebe Adrianos is terrific. And what's been great about it, being in the shop too, chatting to the guys, they were saying like a lot of the slyhards, a lot of the rider slides are getting into the Kingdom North Down and trying the food as well. So that's great to see too. And anybody that's been there has given me high praise. You know, they've been like, Dave, you are so funny. The funniest solo podcaster is going at the minute. And I was like, I know, but what about the food? And like, oh, that was also Super delicious. Um but yeah, if you've got a bit like if you've heard me chatting about the dirty cock and cow and you're getting a little bit excited, you just hear the word cock and you're like, Oh yeah. Um what is a dirty cock and cow, Ben? You know more than most. Um it's marinated steak, Mexican chicken. I mean, who'd have thought that went together? I wouldn't have, but it does. Fries, sweet potato fries, peppers, onions, tomato, and corn salsa, and lettuce with a sauce of your choice. I went for the smoked paprika because it, it's whatever they do in there with that smoked paprika it's magical it's like being in the magical kingdom of Disney like I feel like a seven year old when they meet Mickey Mouse for the first time when I was eating that dirty cock and cow box does that mean I'm a fat guy that if I felt the same excitement that a child feels in in the most magical place on earth when I'm stuffing food in my fat face yes But I mean, seriously, it is worth it. And the thing about this is, uh, this podcast is called the Sly Guy Podcast. I wouldn't have a second thought of saying, these burritos taste like shite. See if they tasted like shite, I'd say it. I wouldn't give a fuck. But like these burritos are stinking, but genuinely, the nicest burritos out there. And I've tried all the other ones, and these are the best so get the Bebe Adrianos if you want to download their app you'll get 10% off your first order just get it from any app store that you use on your phone um, or if you just want to be old school and ring them and get your order in um, call 028-9147-9988 that's 028-9147-9988 and say Dave sent you and get your eat on have a great time and Ben didn't. Ben was down there shooting and he bought us dinner and he's in there and did you regret it? nope not for a second and you know what? It doesn't even hurt your wee bum when it comes out the next day. It's great. Like, that's all you want. And speaking of your wee bum, (laughs) the podcast is also brought to you by leather. No. The podcast is also brought to you in association with Manscaped. Manscaped is the official electric trimmer of the UFC they're not only the sponsors of this podcast, but they've also sponsored multiple UFC stars, including Max Holloway, Francis Ngannou, and Sugar Sean O'Malley. Sounds like one of my dad's mates, but respect. Manscaped's here to ensure that your favorite fighter doesn't miss weight because of their pubes, and that's genuinely something that I've had to read out here. They don't. Um, imagine they're like, "Listen, you're a bit too heavy here. Why is that? You man bush." And then they just step back and get their pubes shaved off, hop on the scales ready to go. Um, I've actually used the Manscaped product before I left the house tonight. I'm sitting in this leather chair here. I'm recording two podcasts back to back. Of this one, it's going to be out this week. When you listen to it, I've had to do an extra one because I'm going on my holidays. Oh, treat myself. And I've got to do another little bit of bonus Patreon content. So when we sat here on this leather chair for the guts of three hours, my ball bag will take a hell of a beating. So I put some, put some crop preserver on that. I put a little bit of the ball deodorant on and my balls are feeling fresh as, I mean, fresh as roses, Ben. Fresh as delicious testicle roses. And the thing what we do, we always do in the podcast here, I make Ben smell my balls before I start the podcast and then I smell them at the end and see if he can smell any difference. Last time we did it, I didn't use the product. At the beginning, he was like, this kind of, I don't know what this, it sort of smells a bit like stew. And then by the end, he was like... Actually, this smells like lobster bisque, and I went, I'm sorry, it's not a nice smell. So I've been using the Manscaped products. And Manscaped are in the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 includes the Premier Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. It's a ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks and tugs in your fellas down low. Like when you're on the ground grappling, your ground game, you're getting grounded and pounded. You want to make sure your pub game is tight and smooth. For all the international listeners out there, they've just launched their life-changing products in the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the EU and Cranley. Time hop on the Manscaped movement. Inside the Perfect Package 3.0, you also get a crop preserver deodorant for your balls like I use, the anti-chafing and moisturising facilities of this product are amazing i don't know what that what why but they are they just make your boss smell great they make them taste great so i'm told it's fantastic you also find a crop reviver which is a toner with aloe vera infused cologne they just make below the belt that a little bit fresher if you want to avail of all of this and you want to get 20 percent off and free shipping use the code slyguy at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping when you use the code slyguy at manscaped.com 20 off free shipping with the code Sly guy at manscaped.com. Are there other codes you can use? Yes, but if you want to support the People's Podcast and you want to support a guy that genuinely shapes his body with these products, sly Guy at manscaped.com. The Sly Guy Podcast is always brought to you in association with Modest Beer, the independent brewery that crafts small batch beers for discerning drinkers, brewed and canned right here in the kingdom of North Down in Hollywood, counted down. Modest are on a journey with one goal in mind. I mean, I don't even know if they're on a fucking journey anymore. I think their journey is almost complete. They're bringing exceptional brews to the local craft beer market and they're going further afield. They are... Modest beer are the Nazis of the beer movement. Initially, kind of sound. You know, you thought, these guys are maybe what we're looking for. These These kind of... But then straight away, boom, they've taken over Poland. They've taken over Northern Ireland. They're climbing wider. They're going UK-wide. They're in Ireland. Modest are taking over. Hopefully... They won't lose their run of themselves like the Nazis did. Hopefully Modest will just say, listen, we will stop with just making delicious beers. That's good enough for us. We don't need to cleanse any other races or ethnicities. We just just need to make nice beers. But you don't know, Modest, they've exceeded everyone's expectations so far. So they could end up as the next Nazis. But for now, support Modest Beer. It's a loyal sponsor of the podcast, and I appreciate it. Guys, Let's get on to the listeners' questions. Ben, what are we like for time? 45. Mm. Well, we're about to be another 45 minutes long here by the time we read Christopher Porter's question. Christopher has taken time to write a question that I just want to say thank you, Christopher. Adding to the question I asked last year, this is what I enjoy. Sometimes people ask questions every week. Sometimes people just dip in and dip out. Sometimes people write yearly questions. And this is Christopher's yearly question. Adding to a question I asked last year about things that annoy me, the bottle bank not having a cardboard section. Uh, I mean, how many bottles do you use that's made of cardboard? Maybe you need to go and see somebody. Um, I found something else that makes me say, fuck's sick." Recently, I was on a five... Now, this is my language. Forget nights out in Belfast. I was on a five-star spa night at, the, at a hotel in Cheltenham. I'll not say its name, but it begins with L and ends in Edinburgh Park. So it's Ellenborough Park. Ellenborough Park. We had pushed the boat out to pay for this luxurious spa to be told that we were allowed 25 minutes in it. No. If I'm going five-star, I'm, I'm staying there as long as I want for a star, Christopher. You should have started inflicting it. You said, listen... Davey says I can stay here, I'm staying. We made our way into the jacuzzi, got in, no bubbles. So there's a problem, it's not jacuzzi, just a bath. After looking around the outside for the obvious bubble button, I mean, I like the sound of that, it was nowhere to be seen so I ended up pushing anything that looked like a button to start those tingly air sacs but ended up just pressing what looked like a decorative screw covers and circular tiles. Eventually after a minute or two fumbling around and pressing random things with bubbles began. No obvious sign that they were on a timer or they were an the actual button but as a, vis- a regular visitor to the pipeworks yourself and therefore massively experienced jacuzzi fan do you ever find yourself annoyed that you don't know how to operate some of the jacuzzis? I'm sure in the pipeworks it might not be frowned upon to just go around fingering things randomly, but I find that it wasted some precious time that we had in the spa. Or are you a massive jacuzzi expert and always know where to press to get the warm and fuzzy liquid shooting out? Well, Christopher, well, what I'm going to say is I always know where to touch, where to lick, where to rub, where to shove, to get the the, the, the juicy liquid out, Um, and jacuzzis are something, that, that, that will frustrate you, you know, I, I do know there are some jacuzzis out there, I've experienced in, in my, my gym, that I used to go to, before I realised, that I can just do everything I want in my garage, you know, make fuzzy liquid, pop out as well, included, you know, um, but, I remember, I had a, there was a button in my gym, now it wasn't a pressy button, it was like a sensory button, so you, like, it was just for people. No, I am. Um, you would like just touch it and it would come on. But then if it was on timer, it didn't. So you're sitting there in a warm bath. And when you're in the jacuzzi and you've been in, in the bubbles, and then it goes to still and it doesn't come straight back on again, you can actually see like the silt floating in the water. You can see like plasters. You can see dust. You can see like I mean I don't know about the jacuzzi you use, but the one I was in, little kernels of sweet corn. Really weird. But um, it's just an odd experience, I don't like it, I like my bubbles to be regular, I like it to be able to, that if the bubbles stop, they keep going. I believe a jacuzzi should be non-stop bubbles from start to finish, I want the bubbles. That's all I'm asking for, give me bubbles. So think what I would do, would go there and be like, listen, if you want me to have a three star experience, 25 minutes and no bubbles is acceptable. But for five stars, you need to give me another all day, 50 minute, inclusive, spa pass, and then we're happy, think that sounds fair Ben? I agree um, Helen has said, hey Dave, not asking a que- not asked a question in a while, I mean that's a couple of you, Christopher's taken a year to ask, you haven't asked one in a while, I am still a sly hard, and I'm listening to the Patreon every week, thank you Helen just been super busy moving house <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about this hell. I don't know if I can say this, <clears throat> but I'll do it anyway. I left the leafy North Down for Formana, and then she said to be fair, she's trying to win me back here. But saying no sea swimmers to be fair, that is a that is a plus, absolutely. Um, if you had to move from the Holy Grail, that is North Down. Where would it be? I mean. I would probably, if I had to leave North Down, I would say I would move to Roselawn Cemetery. The only way I'm leaving North Down is in a box. Or if the troubles come back, then I'll leave. But if I had to leave North Down, I'd have to leave the entire country, probably. Like, I'd like to go somewhere like Devon or Cornwall, because that's my favourite TV show, Devon and Cornwall. And it's just back. like, this is what I like. I like places where I can walk, I like places from a dog. I like places by the sea, and I like beaches. And that's what I'm looking for. And that's why I love the Kingdom of North Down. Now, should there be some sort of rule whereby I can bring an army down to force sea swimmers into the ocean with no return? Yes. But that is, that is not the case at the minute. We'll cross that when I get to it. What I would say, though, Fermanagh is, is quite a sexy part of the world too. You know, it's there's ni- there's some nice sights down there, some nice countryside, some some fresh water. Um, so I wish, I w- as Donald Trump would say, I wish you well. You know, I know you'll never achieve the the sheer um, hedonism and euphoria that that waking up in North Down. Every day will give you, but I do wish you well. Mickey Bartlett says pints. I mean, yes, they're going out for drink tonight, and I would love to be joining them, but... Papa's go to work. The leather daddy waits for no one. Um, John Joe says, and Davesh, I'll paint the picture. It's twenty twenty three. The twats in the hill have fucked everything and people are turning to the King of North Down to get NI in order. Your first minister, give me the rest of your MLAs. Surely Big Julian from UTV is entertainment secretary, surely. Well, Julian Simmons, believe it or not, um, is a close friend of mine. Julian and I go way back um to whenever he was in a sketch with me many moons ago, but I'm very fond of Julian. I'd like to do some more stuff with Julian in the future. We did a wee sketch with him the last couple of weeks, which will actually be out. You know, the the sketch will be out by the time this video was there. It was a sketch for Ulster Bank. You'll see it on my social media channels. Go to my bio and buy by text from Ulster Hall show. Um but yeah, Julian is Julian is actually you know, Julian is actually more fun than you would imagine him being you know like you think he's fun when you see him on tv you think you know he looks like a lot of fun a lot of crack he's better in real life he's an absolute gentleman an absolute legend and um i would I would definitely have julian in my cabinet you know whether that be in a political way or if i could just keep him as some kind of like strange ornament i would welcome julian to be in my cabinet in terms of other people like are we talking local people um because i, I would get i would get my head of social media to be Andy Malone because the way he played that Trollbusters and with that dog 10 out of 10 big fan of him I would get um, my defence minister would be Fire Liam McCord in there she's a mixed martial artist kick ahead of some people um, the sports minister, I would have a joint post. You know, where we would like to have like some cross community stuff going on there. And boxers always kind of unite the country, don't they? Because they just go in, they just want to box. Just they just want to, they just want to they just want to wrap their shirt of the area that they're from. But everyone supports the boxers from both sides. So I'd stick McConnel in there and Frampton, just because you know they they unite the whole country. That's what we need. And um, in terms of, you know what I would. I'll get Matt Hancock in there too because he needs a job. I'll make Matt Hancock be my, you know, chat-up guy. So just throw him in there to just try and, you know, schmooze with other international leaders because he's got pull. You know, he's just the guy can pull. The guy can fuck. And that's what we need, you know, especially with the issues. Now, I'd be very much like Donald Trump. People would be like, oh, no. Not not a, not a supremacist guy, but, I mean, like, I would, I would have a tight relationship with Kim Jong-un. That's what I would be saying. Me and him would be very very tight, I probably have a lot of respect for Putin as well, he looks like the kind of guy that I'd welcome in the Kingdom of North Down We have similar interests, horse riding you know, drinking, eating fish it'd be a good time, so I mean I think I'd definitely be an interesting leader but um, I'd also bring back actual, you know, armed armies on horseback, cavalry you know, I would send people into villages to, to do massacres, you know I would probably abuse the power greatly you know, and I would Let Modest Beer be the spearhead of my foreign policy, if you know what I mean. Um, And last but not least, Michael Kerr has said, Dave, what are your predictions for the McGregor fight? Right. It can go one or two ways. It can actually go one of three ways. It could be a draw. Conor McGregor could win. Or, uh, I mean, the sexiest name in fighting, Dustin Pooey. Will win, and I think I thought the last time Poirier McGregor would beat him because he did before. And you know, you just believe in the hype of Conor McGregor, but the fact is, Conor McGregor has kind of not fought that much in a while. You know, is he all hyped now? Is he more interested in just being the richest guy in the world? Which may be the case. I do think Dustin Poirier is a very good fighter. I, w- I mean, I would like to see McGregor win. But I think Poirier will win. And I think if Poirier wins, McGregor should retire Poirier. Um, So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. So, guys, once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe on YouTube. Get these video views up. Tell your mate to watch it. It's a nice time. It looks sexy. I'm representing my new sponsor, Leather Daddy, today. It's all good. And take care of yourselves. And I'll be back next week. Godspeed. the slack guy